The views and opinions expressed in the Humanizing the Headset podcast are those of the authors, guests, and hosts of the podcast and do not necessarily reflect the opinion or position of Humanizing the Headset as a whole. This podcast may contain adult language and adult content. Hello, first responders. We are so excited to be sharing the very first episode of the Humanizing the Headset podcast with you. I wanted to hop on really quickly and let everyone know in this episode, Brendan's audio is extremely low. We did run a bunch of audio tests before we started recording. Unfortunately, it's not something that we discovered until after we had already wrapped and we didn't want to throw out the entire episode. Now, it is something that we will fix in the future. We know exactly what happened. It just had to do with the acoustics of the room that we were in. I would recommend listening with headphones. So sorry for the inconvenience, but thanks for listening. All right. Welcome to the Humanizing the Headset podcast. First Yay. episode. Woo-hoo. Very exciting. It is exciting. So I'm Kaylee. And I'm, we have... I'm Norm. And I'm Brendan. Our, our founder. Yes. President, Supreme Commander, <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> captain of this ship. Yep. All right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> You'll accept that? You'll accept sure. that? It's a, right. it's a very strange cruise that we're on that he's the captain of. It here. is. It's kind of like a awkward love boat. An, an awkward love boat? <laughs> no? Maybe it's just me. Norm. Okay. Norm's on his own. He's on a lifeboat <laughs> next to us. Yeah. <laughs> not really sure what he's doing. Not by choice. <laughs> I got voted out by the crew. He's out there with his volleyball. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mr. Wilson. Wilson. Yes. <laughs> Funny. All right. So what do we want to talk about today? I don't know. The crazy year. We yeah. were talking about this. The crazy year we've had. Obviously, it's in everybody's face. It doesn't seem to be going away. Yeah. It has been wild. And I mean wild in so many different ways because so many different things are happening. Yeah. COVID. And then, like someone just mentioned the other day, um, they're talking about the Australia wildfires, and I was like, "That was this year? Like that? That feels like it was, was ten years year? ago." Yeah, that was in January of this year. Wow! But the last okay. six months have been ten years long, yeah. so no one realizes that that was earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the memes coming out like starting in March. It's like it's March four thousand. 330 seconds. Right, exactly. I'm like, all all these other people are saying like, wait, am I crazy or did we skip Easter? And I'm like, we did. I don't, I think we celebrated Easter in June. I feel like there's an inappropriate joke. I'm like, should I say it? I'm going to leave it. I don't want to offend anybody on our first, our first podcast. We skipped the spring holiday. (laughs) Well, you could say Easter. I just didn't want to make any other jokes about Easter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like That's for podcast number two. <laughs> the least. Podcast number yeah. two. Easter and how right. we feel about Christianity in general. We're dispatchers, wow. so we can kind of make anything yeah. 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 awful. And then laugh about it. Right, yeah. Right. Well, we're terrible people. That's true. Mechanism. Some people, I think, think we're terrible. No, but, I mean, COVID really... I don't know. It came in. We had... Um, we had two dispatchers that had just come off of training and then one dispatcher that was 
like five weeks into training when all of the COVID stuff started. And I mean, training someone during COVID was impossible. Uh, She couldn't do ride-alongs. The officers weren't pulling traffic stops. Right. So we were genuinely just like sitting there in silence waiting for... (laughs) A 911 call to come. Yeah. And like, I felt awful because I'm like, you're getting no experience as a police dispatcher because they're staying in. They're not doing anything. And the stuff that they were doing was like, if something crazy happened, they'd go out to it. And then I'm like, I don't want her to handle that because it's too much for her. She hasn't even had a traffic stop yet. Like, we can't (laughs) can't give her a domestic. And to put that into context for people that aren't already dispatchers or in our industry that may be listening to us. And hopefully they do because that's part of humanizing the headset, right? Yeah. Educate the public and obviously provide support, some relief, some direction, whatever we can for dispatchers. Right. Right. Um, But I don't think what a lot of people get to see was when COVID hit because of the risk of going into nursing homes because we get a lot of calls for nursing homes right, where yep. somebody might have fallen and uh you know rescues going uh as police so our agency we only dispatch for police so we weren't sending our officers right to those locations because if they had been exposed and they go into a nursing home now we've now exposed the entire nursing home and we know how bad it is for the elderly right so there was a lot of calls that we would normally take that we just weren't going on. We even went to the point of calling people for stuff we'd normally show up for and take a report for. So not not anything major wasn't happening right then, wasn't in progress. As right, I yeah, say. like fraud reports and stuff. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot of those over the phone, um, especially with like the unemployment scams and social security scams that are going on. We haven't been going out to those. Right. Yeah, we have so. four deputies that are dedicated to desk reports during the day which is the most, in my almost 13 years, that we've had. Typically, we don't even have a desk officer. I was going to say, is that even a normal thing no, for you guys? Because it's, it's not for us. Yeah, we don't right, have a desk officer. Yeah, and right now we have four. Yeah. So they, they're, they work until like 4.30 and we kind of give everything to them. Yeah, no, so. it's it's been weird. And yeah, it's, you run the... So it's... <clears throat> are the paramedics exposing the nursing home or is the nursing home exposing the paramedics? Right. And it's like both because now... Now the paramedics have it, and then they're exposing their next patient Other and their people. next patient, right. and right. it's and and no like, one touch anything. Basically, right. is like the right. the moral of the story. Like, don't touch anything, don't breathe on anyone, don't look at anybody, just leave each other alone. Well, and that's one of the things. So you and I talked because uh, Kaylee works for an agency that dispatches for multiple departments, but you also dispatch for fire and for police. So right. fire, EMS, and police. Yep. So. And we have contact quite often over the phone yep. with your agency. We work closely with um, each other. So. And, and I could tell, and this isn't a criticism, but we knew that those people were new when we would transfer calls over because it was a new person. And it's, like you said, it was taking longer. But what's interesting, so you and I had a conversation, and it's, I guess this is an easy way to segue into that because we were looking for things to talk about. Because uh, <laughs> we clearly have nothing, right? Yeah. Um, We've been talking for like an hour before we even started right. recording. So. We won't tell you what we were talking about. Um, <laughs> but what's, so going to that point where fire is infecting somebody else, one of the points you had made in this conversation um, was that there's not enough uh, PPE or 
the level of PPE they would need to not spread it to anybody else. Right. Whereas we all know that masks help prevent the spread, right? They yep. don't, they don't, you know, you're not spitting on people, you're not breathing right. on people. Um, and that's the whole purpose when you wear your mask. You don't, you're not spreading your germs to somebody else and vice versa. Right. And I think, I think that's a point that a lot of people have missed, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, the, the mask is pr- to protect other people because it keeps your spit in your mouth. Right. That's, that's all we'll say about that, but. <laughs> well, Yeah. Yeah, and then the way I see it, like yeah, no, no, but it, it's, it's science. Okay. So. Right. <laughs> Correct. Um, the way I feel about it is once my spits out of my mouth, it's everybody else's. I no longer own it. It's not mine. <laughs> it's, no longer responsible It's yours for to this. do with yeah. whatever you want with, <laughs> except test it. Don't You're... test it for anything. Okay. Um, or, or clone me. You can clone me. If you want to clone me, let me know you're doing it. That would be great. Hmm. Um, cause we, we could always use two norms need, in the world. We don't need more of norm. Oh my then we really could have a podcast of just norm talking to himself. It, we, I think we could do that I anyway. Could, I would subscribe to that. Yeah. Would... <laughs> it depends on the topic, but yeah. <laughs> that could that's, could be racy. Anyway, so the conversation you and I had was in, in our area without naming agencies and stuff. And it, it was happening in multiple areas. Right, yeah. So... Uh, the local uh, authorities were requesting from the health department, even to the point of uh, filing a lawsuit against the local health department to get the names and addresses of people, or at least the addresses for sure, that had tested positive for COVID-19. Right. And my stance on that was, isn't that violating HIPAA? I don't, if I have a health concern, in my house and I've tested positive for whatever it is. Right. Should I have to, or, or, or should the health department be allowed to give up my information on that? Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, it's a tough, like I get, I get where people are coming from, from saying that it is violating their privacy because it, it literally is like, it's a violation of HIPAA laws. Mm -hmm. However, we're in an unprecedented time where we literally have a global health crisis happening right now. And it's a virus that can spread via air droplets or touch contact. And so at what point is like the health of the entire world less important than your personal medical information? But I do, I understand it. And it's, I think it came to, I think the issue was that like how far is too far as far as what information can be public. So are we only releasing that the patient has COVID, are we releasing their entire well, that's medical ultimately, record? So yeah. I think that's ultimately the concern. So HIPAA obviously is there for a reason, to, right. to protect your privacy. Um, so people don't know what the deal is. Somebody can't release it to the wrong person because they'll hold it against you. You know, um, And I would even have to look up, maybe even know where HIPAA started and where it came from because, you know, yeah, I, I never I mean, realized I'd, I'd have that to back look in the day. Up. But... Now it's, you know, do you, do you give us permission to release your records to this person or whatever? Can we leave it on your voicemail? Um, or do you have an answering machine? If anybody still has an answering machine, you need to catch up. But, um, (laughs) so my thought process on that is, and not to get crazy, uh, conspiracy, but once you give up 
one thing, where does it stop? Right, yeah. Because now, because everything is. So in the course of our duties, again, for those people that, that don't know what dispatchers do, we will find those things out and we will note it because it can be a hazard to whoever's going to the house. Hepatitis is a great example, right? Yep. We can say HIV is the same right. thing. Um, and, and it's not just medical information too. It's other sure. other mental information. Health. Right. Yeah, mental, mental health, health issues, safety concerns for the, the officers or the paramedics, firefighters yep, that like are responding. A, a hearing impaired or sight impaired person. We, yes. we try to note that so that it's understood right. before we even open the door that, that that's what's going on there. So when, when you guys are dispatching calls and someone has given you um, the positive response that say they, that they have COVID, do you say that information over the air or do you have a code for it? We do not. So because our, uh, our fire radio is not encrypted, okay. meaning anyone can scan it, anyone can look up a scanner app and listen to our fire radio, and because that is a HIPAA violation, we can't say that. But... Um, what we can say is to use universal precautions, which just means like put on extra PPE and make sure that you're very careful. And obviously people, people in uh, Scannerland have figured out that that means COVID. So I mean, like we're trying to be protecting people's HIPAA yes. information, but like it's not really And protecting working. your responders. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, but like it's, it's not really working because people have picked up on that, that we say use universal precautions. Right. So... I was curious about that because someone posed a question on on a group on Facebook the other day about what exactly uh, constitutes a HIPAA violation on the radio and if people are saying certain codes over the air or what they're saying over the air. And um, I didn't realize that that was a thing because our bands are encrypted, so we can pretty much say whatever we want without... We don't do that, obviously. Right. (laughs) Just randomly spouting off. If if someone is positive (laughs) for COVID, we would just say, you know, they're positive for COVID. Yeah, and I mean, I think that technically we can on our police bands because our police bands are encrypted. But even then, we just use the same verbiage for them. We just tell them, like, universal precautions, right. and then we'll give them a reason. So um, that was, I think, a complaint that was... We were just saying universal precautions, so now we'll say, like, universal precautions because the patient has a fever or trouble breathing or because they've tested positive. Like, we give a, a specific reason as to why we're... Yeah, because universal precautions to everybody else uh, usually meant they had some sort of communicable disease Disease or something that if you come in contact with blood, please make sure you're wearing your gloves. Please make sure you're wearing a mask um, so that you don't get it because or, you know, if you get poked with something, it's information. They're going to get tested anyway, but it's better to know ahead of time, of course. Right. Um, But the i don't know i I think that's it's with covid specifically if we're taking that information and and departments are successful in getting this information from the health department and you're putting it in a system my part of my argument was we all know that we have to wear masks and gloves and if you're not wearing them going to every call how irresponsible are you being? Right. So is it necessary to tell them somebody has COVID-19? Because what extra, as a, as a deputy or a police officer right. going to a call, they don't have these, <laughs> most of them don't have a crazy hazmat suit that the fire department might use or I mean, EMS. I don't even think they have it, but so yeah. So what are you going to do? Well, and that, so that was, and that was where our conversation went was, um, we, 
initially, I don't, I honestly don't know what the situation now is with PPE. It's been so long, but um, initially the PPE situation was so dire. Like we didn't have anything. We had, everyone was issued one N95 that you were going to wear indefinitely Indefinitely, because we didn't know when we were going to get more. So everyone was trying to be very conservative about that stuff. Um, So I think that was definitely contributing and we don't want to wear that on every single call if we don't have to. Right. So we were trying to narrow down, okay, who has symptoms or who actually has it and who doesn't so that we can conserve that PPE or just not send a deputy. Right. Because, I mean, there there were circumstances where we're going to a call for someone with, I don't know, let's say like someone with a cut hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. It's a it's a basic drama. Like, it's not a big deal. However, someone in the house has tested positive. So does a deputy need to respond? Like, no. You know and, what and I mean? We... Like, so we're fortunate enough to de- make those determinations, at least on our shift at work. Yes. So for those listening, Brendan and I work together. We actually work on the same shift, the same days off, everything. Right. Um, so we're allowed to make some determination automatically without having to go and ask somebody, hey, do we need to go to this call? Do we need to do this? But then like, so if the caller is calling because they cut their hand, mm-hmm. they might not mention that there's someone with COVID in the house. Right. And then we do send a deputy or we, or we send the fire department and they don't go in with universal precautions because they don't know. Right. But the in but as far as we go, and I'm assuming everybody has because right. I noticed other agencies doing it, the question is asked. You know, so the question is asked, has anybody been exposed? Does anybody have it? People still are going to lie. They lie about it yeah. all the time. Oh, and that's, I mean, that's the other tough part of this is like, so that's where... The health department comes in because the health department can then release that information and these people can't lie or can't forget or misremember or whatever. Or even if it's on our end and we forgot to ask based, maybe it's a crazy situation and we just, or they hung up or whatever. Right. There's right. always a situation where we're not able to get Cause I know all that information. For us right now, for our emergency medical dispatch protocol, we are asking for every call. Yeah. Every 911 caller that's requesting an ambulance, regardless of what it's for, we have to go through the COVID screening questions with them. But like Brendan was, you can lie, you can make stuff up, you can, maybe you don't know. Like maybe yeah. you don't know that you have a fever. There's a lot of people that are asymptomatic. Yes. So yeah, I mean, the health department releasing the information is helpful, but I understand why people feel it might be a violation of their privacy. Yeah, and, and see, I don't feel that goes back to if we're doing everything we're supposed to be doing, which is wearing our masks, wearing our gloves, uh, making sure they're wearing a mask when we come in contact or telling them they have to wear a mask when we come in contact with them, providing right. them a mask, if that's the case, um, then you don't need to know that. Like, why? If I'm, if I'm going in to a situation, because I see it differently. So... It's really funny because my my brain is working faster than what my mouth can can relay. Isn't that always Um, the case? It is. So, you know, the thought popped into my head. um, Police go in all the time prepared. They have a gun. They have body armor, all that stuff when they go to a call. But we still want to know if somebody has a gun because, you know, that may change the way they respond or the way they they attack the situation. But that is... I don't know. I feel like in my in my mind, that's a, an entirely different situation than what COVID is because you're already doing that and it's not a immediate threat 
to their safety, I guess. Like somebody with a gun, you know, you just because you wear body armor means you can still get shot. Right. Um, because it only covers a small part of your body. Um, but when you're talking about having COVID or taking those precautions, putting a mask on, everybody should be wearing it. You know, what's what's the issue? Um, and that's well, so, why I feel like it's it's hairy when it comes to taking my information. Mind you, I did not test positive for COVID. Actually, I have not been tested, so maybe I've been asymptomatic or whatever. But yeah, um, you know, we've had that. We know we know people that have had it. Yep. Um, you know, our center. We wrote a blog on it. Go check it out on our webpage, humanized911.com. Um, we had somebody in our center test positive for it right at the beginning, and we evacuated the whole place. Right. So we evacuated it. We separated our entire center for until just this past week. I was going to say, you guys just recently yeah. went yeah. back to normal. So we you? brought people back in and then we still had people sitting out in a command trailer in the, in the parking lot of our 911 center. Which has been great for tornado season. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. So they, uh, they actually just came back in this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you guys still wearing masks? We are oh, still yeah. wearing masks. We Do still they have to be take our, N95s or no? No. Okay. Which is really funny. So that's what I was going to talk about. So right at the beginning when it happened, uh, they were bringing over N95 masks. But, you know, nobody knew what to do. We had no guidance on what to do with them other than wear it. Um, so I think some people thought you had to change it out daily until they said, no, you don't have to change this out. You can wear it unless it gets wet or something happens to it. Right. Yeah, that's um, what I was doing. I didn't, I didn't know. Right. I thought they were single use so then, initially. So I'm not as wasteful. So, so Brent, Brendan threw away like 40. <laughs> right. So Brendan the, is the reason for the, the PPE. Yes. No. Well, yes. Right. There's a huge shortage, and it's this man right here. <laughs> it's Brendan. He has a pile of N95 masks out in his backyard. Like, oh, I don't know what to do with all these. Um, <laughs> They're all infected now. So... It's really funny because within, I would say, a week, maybe two weeks, they stopped bringing us those masks. They brought us the little, the ones that are blue on one side and white on the other. And they said, oh, the N95 is overkill for you. Really? Because we had somebody test positive. But okay, it's overkill. Great. So now you know two weeks later that the N95 is overkill for day-to-day stuff. All right, fine. And then there was an issue specifically in our center um, later on where somebody went out and he, th- this person was going to be out for, it was 14 days mm-hmm. and nobody knew what they were out for because, you know, unless they tell you, we can't ask. Right. right? Yeah. So, I mean, they were out like on vacation or no, was it just they a me- were out. A medical thing? It was okay. a medical thing. They were going to be out and they're okay. out for 14 days. And I, the, the person that took the information and put it on the schedule and all that, I go, I counted the days. And I went, you realize that's 14 days? And they go, yeah. And they looked at me confused. I'm like, well, that's the quarantine period for right. COVID-19. Like, are we not talking about this? Right. So I actually brought it up to our director, and um, who's an amazing guy. And I asked him, I said, well, what are we doing here? Because we're not... We're right, not like why is the reacting. response different? We're why not is asking, it... right? Because you guys two months had someone ago, test positive, you guys freaked out and like right. hazmatted the place, right? And then you have someone else who seemingly possibly Correct. tested positive, and the reaction is totally different. Well, the assumption was that they tested, positive, right? I mean, right, we don't know yeah. because of the time period and everything that was happening. And <clears throat> turns out later it wasn't COVID at all. Um, 
But we didn't know that at the time. And what our director said was, now we, we pretty much, based on what we know now, have to assume that everybody has been exposed or possibly even had it at this point and they right. were just asymptomatic. And, and I literally said to him, I go, so what we did a couple months ago was a, a huge overreaction. He's like, well, yeah, based on what we know now, it was. But I mean, at the time, it yes. was an appropriate reaction. Right, because like Because nobody knew what was going to happen. At that time, we saw what was happening in Italy where people were like hanging out in their houses with their dead family members because no right. one would come get the bodies. And right. it was like, oh, God, this is... So yeah, like the reaction... Right, but I it's mean, funny how much it changes. So yeah. that, again, it goes back to the whole talk about that. Um, I, right at the beginning, we didn't know. So responding to calls a certain way, wearing masks, having people's information. So maybe at the beginning, and, and this is a question I would pose to both of you, do you feel it would have been important at the beginning and it's less important now based on, on what we know? It's. I mean, it's hard to say because I feel like especially now that it's been going on for so long and so much has changed like we've learned the virus has evolved the symptoms are changing constantly that like at this point i think everyone's just sort of given up on trying to not get it and and people right. are kind of moving i mean not given up totally but people are sort of moving back towards being normal mm -hmm. and now we've had a ton of the population has had it already um, a ton of the population maybe had it more than once. And I think people are just now assuming that like people, everyone's had it. Like we're all just going to assume that everyone's had it or we're all going to get it. Right, like ev everyone's just, sort yeah, everyone's just sort of, I don't want to say relaxing, but we are kind of moving towards that. Like we're, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Like there's right. nothing I can do about it at this point. I can wash my hands and cover my face and that's really all I can do. And they're just whatever i don't know right. you know wear like, my mask right be smart don't hang out with a crap ton of people that you don't know I think aren't we've safe been like living whatever. in panic for so long that now it's just become normal for us to be like eh whatever yeah whatever yeah. i guess if i get it i get it there's nothing i can do yeah i i agree with that i think um yes and no because the a couple days ago i actually got a phone call from a lady and you know sometimes it's frustrating as a, as a dispatcher, um, it's a dispatcher encompass, I should say telecommunicator, because what we do is we wear many hats at different centers. So sometimes you're a dispatcher, which means you're on the radio dispatching to uh, police, fire, EMS, or you're answering call calls, taker, right? you're a 911 yeah. operator, call taker, however you want to put it, everybody calls it something different. You're answering the phones, um, both emergency and non-emergency lines. At, I think at a lot of departments. Yeah, and that right? non-emergency can encompass <clears throat> anything at right. all, like anything from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you recommend a moving company to? Uh, yes. Someone's dead in my apartment. Right. <laughs> well, I, it's sometimes nine one one's the same way. I mean, yeah. I remember oh, yeah. early on, I, I had an elderly lady call me asking me what time it was. She thought she had dialed the thing that tells her what time of day it was, and I'm like. You know you're calling nine one one. She just right? said like in a really robotic voice, "It is nine That's forty three right. or, or or said your Central movie standard. choice yeah. is. In, oh wait, wrong number. Yeah. Please dial again. Why don't um, you just say the name of the movie you would like to see? <laughs> yes, yes, I totally Kramer that. Um, <laughs> I love that episode. Uh, it's anyway, a great episode. Yeah. So um, a couple days ago, I had a lady call in. She was upset because somebody was they were having a party. Somebody was having a party. Um, 
a lot of people were there. The music was loud. There was a lot of people at this party. And, you know, she was upset. I go, okay, well, and, and I asked because we can. And I said, what are you upset about? Are you up, what, what are you calling to to? How can complain we help about? you? Yeah, right. what yes. is it that we can do to resolve right. this for it, you? My question, yes, was more or less that. It probably wasn't as a little, pleasant. A little snottier, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I actually, I don't feel like I was snotty. Maybe I had a tone. I didn't feel like I did, but, you know. snotty on the phone. Um, so I said, sometimes I'm a bit more direct, but uh, not snotty usually. Direct is, yeah. So I asked her, I said, well, what is it you're upset with? Are you upset with there's a bunch of people together because of COVID or are you upset because of the music? Because she started at one because they had a band playing or something and then it went into another thing. Right. And I was like, which is it? You know, what are you calling to? Well, it's, I think it's a little of all of it. She goes, I go, well. I'm I just go, annoyed that someone else is having a good time. Go, we don't know that they're not. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. We don't know that they're not following COVID guidelines because you haven't been over there and you haven't seen them. And she goes, well. You know, I just think they're irresponsible. I've been in my house for eight months in this. I, I'm like, well, but you. That's your choice. That's exactly the words I said. Well, yeah. ma'am, that's been your choice. That's not, you know, their choice. So and you've I mean, chosen I, to stay home I can for say eight that months. As a person whose choice, like that has been my choice. Is it's to basically stay, been mine too. Yeah, to like stay away from people. Yeah. And I... And if people don't want to do that, it's fine. Like, all right. I and I feel to each their own. And that, I, yeah. I think so. I get caught up. Uh, so my nickname sometimes is Pastor Norm, and it's not because I love Jesus or anything like that, right? Um, I don't Clearly. hate Jesus. Clearly, everybody, from your please, earlier everybody. About Easter. I, I know. I it's <laughs> listen. We're like twenty eight minutes into this thing. You're gonna get it. Um, so I do it because I tend to find myself. Uh, talking to people and counseling them sometimes because it, you get the, the parents that call in about uh, their their custody dispute right. because this person's late and or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, we agreed to do this. Well, what does your court order say? Well, it says at the house. I go, okay, so you've changed the court order without going to court right? and you're upset about it because now it's not being followed. Okay, that's a problem. And eventually I get to the point where I'm like, you understand that you and your ex can't get along. And the only person that's paying the price here is your child. Right. right. Because you guys can't be adults. And I literally tell this to people all the time. Mm -hmm. And Brendan can go, yeah, we get tired of hearing him talk about this stuff. And he's like, oh my God. Um, but I do. I catch myself counseling. So and that's you, why I was trying to... counsel this lady? <laughs> I didn't counsel her, but I, I feel like I like to have people stop and think about what they're really saying. And is it that important? Uh, because they're not affecting you. They're in their well, house. I, mean, I can tell you, never in the history of our country has anyone been more annoyed with their neighbors than they have been in the past seven months. Mm -hmm. Because everyone's home. Yeah. Everyone's kids are home. Right. Everyone's working from home. And when you're trying to work from home and your neighbor's mowing his lawn, it's irritating, even though... He's just mowing his, like, nothing's going on. He's not doing anything he's not supposed to be doing. Right. Or, like, people's kids are out in the backyard screaming. Okay, that wouldn't be a problem if you were at work. Right. But you're working from home, so now it's a problem. Yeah. And, like, everyone just wants to, to move away from people right now. Yeah. And it's just well, been an ongoing problem. So that's really funny. And, and I can see we, I like this, I like the way we do this because it leads us into other conversations and I love to have them. Um, 
when it comes to it's it's really funny. So they're tired of people. Yeah. They're they're tired of their neighbors, but so many people are seeking out people because they miss being around people. Right. So they hate that they're in their house and they're listening to their neighbors have fun, enjoy themselves, have some people over their house that's not affecting you. You're not over there. You know, we get the people that, oh, they're across the street and I'm worried they're going to spread COVID and we're going to catch it. Well, if well, you're in your house, stay in your house. you're yeah. not going to get it. Right. Are you going to roll up in there well, and get I in their face and go, hey, Jimmy, spit l- on me? A lot of people, too, are struggling with the fact that they can't see certain people. Yes. So, like, can't see grandma and grandpa right now because maybe they have health issues or we're concerned. And then, like, babies. No one can see anyone's newborns. Or, I mean, haven't been able to yeah. for several months now. Like, I have a new baby cousin that I haven't met yet. She was born in March. And... I'm, it's not even like her parents will let me go see her, but I don't want to give her anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And same thing with my grandfather. Like, I don't want to give him anything. So I have been staying away. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's part of it too. It's like people are see like they want to go hang out with very specific people that they haven't been able to see. Yeah. But yeah, they're just, everyone's just annoyed with everyone right now. Right. I, it's, it's, I don't know. It's crazy. It's the weirdest stuff ever because it's very complex because I, I heard everything you were saying there and I absolutely get it. But there's also that part of me that's like, okay, you've been exposed to the same people pretty much all the time. You haven't tested positive. Your grandparents have been staying home. You know, why can't you go see them? Like, where's the risk in that? Uh, other than maybe, and maybe the safe way is get a test and make sure you're good. Is that, that mm. going to solve it? And then go see them. Well, yeah, you know, but so I mean, I, can... I look at, so my dad, my yeah. dad ended up getting COVID and he was, um, or so we think, um, he was super responsible. When this first started, he shut down his small business. He didn't, didn't really have contact with anyone. Um, even when I, the last time I went to see him before he got sick, we stood outside 10 feet away from each other and that's how we did it. Because we were trying to be careful. And he's got, you know, immunocompromised clients. He didn't want to give them anything. So he stayed home. Yeah. The only places he went were to the grocery store, to the gas station. Mm-hmm. He ended up getting it. And, I mean, he almost died. So even though you're only around the same people and you're only exposing yourself to the... Like, you can pick it up at the grocery store. You can pick it up from a gas pump. Supposedly. I don't know. Right. I have no... I, you know, I can't see on a microscopic... from a gas pump. Once. Yeah. <laughs> But like, I mean, you don't know where you're picking it up. I I understand. I understand. But people, I've seen a lot of people, you know, so my wife, for example, she's very social. Um, She, it's, it's like us. You hate people and you love people, right? We need people. That's just all there is to it. Yeah. She's very social and um, she needed, she needs to. She's used to going to events and networking with people for right, what she exactly, does for yeah. a living. But she also enjoys that. She enjoys talking to people. And she actually has, she's amazing because she has influence on people. And not negatively, like people want to be around her and talk to her because she's just, she's a straight shooter and she's supportive and she, you know, I don't know. She guides people, yeah. um, but sometimes without even realizing it. So she'll have people come to her so th- and tell them how much she's affected her, their life. And she didn't do anything specifically to do it. So using her as an example, she 
loves that, right? She realizes it happens. She doesn't know how it always happens, and but she likes to be around people and, and talk to them. And a lot of other people in the, that we know were the same way. So we need that contact, you know, even 10 feet away yeah. from your dad. That's better than nothing. But I mean, people crave human touch. They want to hug. They want to, they want to say, you know, with some exception, ooh, gross, don't hug me. Right. Um, <laughs> but they do, right? right. And, and it's very hard. I mean, a great example is you. Can you, t- can you share how you were here <clears throat> during that? During the all of yeah. the COVID, um, I'm getting a drink of water. Sure. Well, my mom has a really rare kidney disease, so um, we just didn't go see her. You know. Right. Um, and Javana's a germaphobe, so like a week into it, once our coworker had caught it, he got a cold, and. I think I think because Javon is such a germaphobe, I think he he easily catches things that maybe you or I wouldn't. Maybe his immune yeah. system isn't right. as built up. Yeah. So because I'm like, how do you get? Because he works from home exclusively. You know? <laughs> so like, where, where did he, you get sick she from? Go anywhere or right. do anything. He's here. Like he had a cold a couple days ago. I'm like, what the fuck? Right, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> Bleep. <laughs> but he he's like, we should probably quarantine from each other you know and that was that was in march yeah you know so he has his office in the basement you know and mm-hmm. he works midnight shift i work afternoon so we don't really see each other as it is so he went to a spare bedroom and we didn't spend any time together we had no physical contact whatsoever until um two days before we got married and we decided to get married early because of covid just to make sure in case one of us was to catch it or if something bad was to happen to one of us that the we were taken care protected, of. Protected, yeah. Right. Um, which is why we did that. And then we didn't see my mom for a while and she was really emotional about that. So, and we just, we're still sort of like, uh, with people. Right, being just careful. Because, right, yeah. Because I want to see my mom, you know? Yeah. So right. I, I do see her more now than we did initially. Right. Um, but like we, uh, some good friends of mine got married in June and like two days beforehand I called them like, you know what, I I just, I can't, you know, I don't know what table I'm going to be sitting at. I don't know who these people are going to be. We're going to be in right. close proximity with all these people that I don't know or where they've been. I, I can't trust that. Right. You know, like when Javon and I got married, we got married right here in the living room and there was seven people here and two of them were us, you know? Right. So like, and we all had And you guys were wearing, on. yeah, you were wearing masks. Yeah. So like... Again, I think maybe it was a little bit overkill at the beginning, but I think it was a justified overkill. Agreed. We didn't really know what was going on. Well, yeah, so agree. when all this started too, so, and I think you guys went the same way. I think the toughest thing has been at work, our manager, which I totally praise her for doing this. She did the right thing. Um, but we shut down our center. We were not allowed to have, and I mean, we work in the basement of one of our police departments. So those officers are in there constantly. Yeah, right. And we develop really close relationships with them. Yes. And, you know, we kind of need to have that face-to-face contact occasionally. Because um, like you guys were saying, like it's hard to read people without facial expressions and body language and stuff like that. Um, so we shut down the center completely. And we did not see those officers for months. And it was so hard. Like, yeah. And it was weird because it's like, they're your coworkers. I mean, we're, we're friendly, friendly with each other, like, but I mean, we're not super duper close, but it was still so difficult. And especially for 
we, like I said, we had three new dispatchers, one who was in training when all of this happened, who had literally never met like 90% of our officers. Yeah. Like we would see someone walking around the building outside and she's like, who's that? I'm like, that's our chief. Like, yeah. how do you, oh, you've never met him. So how would you know? Right. Like, right. duh, that was right. dumb. <laughs> um, but that has Count been like a stripes. weird kind of. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because no, he's like walking around in a polo and khaki. Oh, so like great, Yeah, and he just introduces himself with his first name, so no one knows who he is. But um but yeah, like it's just it's been a weird sort of you know, effect of yeah. the COVID thing well, is like not not seeing our officers or any of our first responders. We are the same we still don't. Yeah. We so we don't either, yeah. They're we not used to go in. to so for us, you know, we're with the same you know, we're on the same shift with people for a year until we bid for our next shifts and where the chips fall at that time is your next group of people for a year. And we would go to roll call every day. So we literally got to see them every day. And then obviously there's a number of people that have great friendships with them Mm -hmm. outside of there. So we don't have that contact. Um, And it sucks because like people in general, I feel like the connection is lost with them and the understanding is lost between the two groups. So people are, um, they're just not as nice to one another. Yes. They're more critical. They're, they're abrupt. They're short. And it's like, what did I do? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and it comes across that way. And, and I know it's not intentional. It's because you've lost that connection with them. So it's like some rando that you saw that you feel is being a jerk to you. And you're going to be a jerk back right, to like, them, and right? Yeah, like you can't. I mean, because you can joke with certain people because they know you and they know mm-hmm. that you're kidding. Yes, like of course. some of us are very like, I, I can sometimes be super flat and monotone on the phone. And I don't mean to be. It's right. just how I am. So like when I say something goofy to one of my officers, he knows I'm kidding. But on, like I was saying, we had new dispatchers. We also had new officers. Right. Who, like, if I made that joke with them, they're like, God, what a jerk. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Right. Like, it's I forget funny. that I don't know you. I'm just, I'm I'm joking. I don't mean it. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I think um, it's important, and this is, you know, part of what we will be talking about on other podcasts, um, you know, Obviously, we're addressing something that's probably been addressed a zillion times, but I think it's an interesting perspective for us to talk about COVID and how it's affected us at our work. Um, But it's just as important for dispatchers, first responders to find some outlets, right? Because this stuff is just stressful. And the strongest of people are starting to crack because of all of this. So you got to find outlets. Yeah. You got to start doing yoga. You got to go walk. I mean, in our area, the forest preserves were overrun with people, so they became people preserves. I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's <laughs> I pretty much what it was. Closing because they were getting they way did. too many people. So there. we have one that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we had. We had one that closed um, mainly because they didn't have anybody to police it. So there were people there, probably not an exorbitant amount, but. There were a lot of people there, typical, especially for the summertime, and they just said it was one of the beaches, and they said, no, we're not going to have it open because it's handled by a specific agency who's very limited on people. Right. Um, and they said, well, we can't be here all the time to police this, so right. we're going to yeah, shut it people, down. People are losing and their Gordon, outlets. Gordon Ramsay, th- shut it down. <laughs> I think the other important takeaway from that, too, is to seek help if you need it. Yeah. That yeah. is still such a stigma, and I've... 
I've got so many friends, myself included, who have gone to counseling or therapy or whatever you want to call it. And there's still such a huge stigma attached to it, which makes no sense because it's so normal. Like yeah. it's so, it's so common. I mean, if I, I almost feel like if you don't go to a therapist, you're weird. Like every, everyone Uh-oh. should be talking to someone. Absolutely. <laughs> Did you just judge me for not going to a therapist? <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah. Oh my it's, god. I I don't know. It's like it's so stigmatized and it's so. It's terrible that it is because if you need help, you should seek it and you should feel comfortable seeking it. Yes. It, it's funny that you say that because I'm looking for a therapist right now. Um, Norm Norm is right here for you. Come see <laughs> Pastor Norm. That's right. What's your normal therapist charge you? I'll do it for half. I'll do it for double. So I had this, um, I realized in all this that a lot of the behaviors, like internal behaviors that I have, how I process things, is anxiety. And Isn't that terrible when it, you figure out that something you've always done is actually a mental illness? Yes. Like, I'm not, I'm not and, laughing no, at you, no, but I, I have the same right. thing happen to me where it's like, oh, that's, that's, that's not, not everyone do, right? not everyone does that? Yeah, so I, <laughs> I, have, I have crippling anxiety. And I know, I know at face value it does not seem that way, yeah. but I do. I've worked with Brendan for 11 years yeah. now, and uh-huh. I haven't seen... I know you have some... We've, we, I've heard you express that you've had some issues with um, jumping in and starting something because you're worried about failing at it or yes. not performing the way you want. Yes. And it's, it's become problematic for me and it's hindering my growth personally and professionally. And uh, I didn't realize that it wasn't a normal thing. So I am seeking one out as we speak. And I'm a little pissed about it because... I went online and I'm like, oh, I, I like this person. Maybe I'll contact them. And they're like, oh, make sure your insurance covers it. And I'm like, okay. So then I go on the website for insurance. They're like, oh, you because I have a HMO. They're like, you have to go through your doctor. And I'm like, well, that's stupid. Because last time I asked my doctor, they were like, you have to call your insurance company. <laughs> no, I no one know as far as all that. This is we were just talking about this, like how weird our healthcare system is. Yeah. No one knows what's going on and ever. Yeah, and it's like you know what. It's not even worth it at this point. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not going to do it because I am still going to do it because yeah. I did follow up with my doctor. Um, but, like, again, I didn't realize that what I was going through was a thing. and Until you're, like, left alone with yeah. your thoughts and you're like, oh, crap, yeah. this isn't. And I just talked about it with Javon and I'm like, I have this and I realize it's not a good thing. And now that I have it. And, I feel and realize it, by yeah. It more. Mm-hmm. You know, because I analyze every thought process I have now. Like, why am I thinking this way? Is this anxiety? Like, how do I handle this? You know, right? And I was talking to another friend, and I'm like, it's really weird because I, I hate that I have something that I can't manage myself, and that I need to seek help makes me feel weak. And even in saying that, I, right. I realize how hypocritical it is because I'm an advocate for therapy. You know, right? And if that's... you need it. Do, do it. it absolutely you know, I'm a huge advocate for it but it's I didn't so know that that's I'm more funny. affected by something that's funny it's you okay know? for you just not okay for and me I, right I, I, but I have heard that same argument so many times is that like it makes me feel weak and I encourage my friends to do it but I'll never do it myself right. and it's like no right. like it's not a sign of weakness our brains are so complex we need help unpacking them like right. that's that's the end of it I mean you have to do it and especially I mean, it's important for everyone, not just people in our field, but especially people in our field. We are taking on so much of other people's baggage and emotion. 
And even if that's not specifically what you're going to therapy for, it has to be affecting you in some way. Right. Yeah. It's it's taking up space in your brain that you need you need that space for something else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So do you uh, do you feel like your anxiety is higher now, or do you, do you realize it's something you've had all your life, um, or do you re- feel like it's uh, much higher now because of the way life is? I think maybe a mix of both. Um, so I think everybody has a le- some level of anxiety. I, I, I mean, yeah, every, I mean, everyone does. We're, yeah. we're just we're built to have it because I feel like it's like fear. Right, you have right, fear it's an because it's process, right. Isn't it? like it's to teach to you, oh, don't touch the fire because that's bad. Um, if you've been in a car accident, you're now going to have some anxiety when you're driving because you think that's going to happen, right. and that's your brain going, okay, this was bad the last time. Why are you doing it again? Right. And so I think everybody has it to to some degree, but I, I think it's a normal amount when your brain is telling you, oh, be careful with this. Or don't do this. Now, when it's creating negativity, saying, oh, you're going to fail at that. Or this this you're isn't enough, enough. Or yeah. whatever. And, and I don't, I can't say that I suffer from anxiety at all. I don't even recognize if I have it at all. Um, I think for me, it's in different formats. Like I know, and I can't say too much about this because it's work related. <laughs> but um, like if I have an issue... I create these scenarios in my head about about how that's going to be an issue when I get to work, you know. Uh, you work yourself up. Yes. Mm. Like, do you have like an internal fight with yourself or an argument with yourself? Yes. And for a while, it was every day on my way to work, every day, and I didn't realize. Um, You're literally putting yourself in a bad mood for work, which is like terrible. Yeah. Um, so it. It was a lot to deal with. Yeah. So I had to make some changes. Yes. And I did, but I, st- I still have it to some degree. And, and it's it's professional related and it's even HTH related because I, I have these ideas and a part of me feels like I don't deserve to have these ideas and I don't deserve to elevate this platform to where I want it to. I know that sounds weird. Um and it I doesn't get huge though. Huge anxiety about something failing, and then like the other no. side of me is like, well, if you don't Here's... do it, you'll never know, you know. And it's like I, I have a really hard time managing that, yeah. And, I, and I'm fully aware now of how it affects me because like we have a platform now, and like people yeah. are relying on some of the content that we put out, and are relying on me to do things, and counting on me to have this and that and whatever. And it's like I need to get a grip on on my emotions towards it mm-hmm. and my fear towards it. Otherwise we're just, we're not going to do, well, we're going to remain it's where imp- we are. Right. Yes. So even like this, this podcast is causing me severe anxiety and I'm happy talking to you guys about it, but getting up to well, the point, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. We're you a know? delight. And that's why I'm very quiet. Like, <laughs> no, no, you guys are very That's why. But like I've been super quiet for most of this because like, yeah, I'm having micro panic attacks. Right. I totally, no, I totally (laughs) empathize with that. I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Cause it is, it's like, um, you're, you're so afraid to even open your mouth. Cause you're like, something stupid's going to come out immediately. Like (laughs) I have this huge fear of failure. I think every, and especially like going through training, um, with our baby dispatchers and putting them on the radio for the first time. 
they, they're terrified. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to talk on the radio. I'm going to say something dumb. And I'm like, we literally say stupid stuff a hundred times a day on the radio. Sometimes on purpose. I have forgotten <laughs> more stupid things that I've said that I can remember. Like, trust me when I say we all say dumb stuff. We all screw things up. We all fail. And we move on and forget about it. Well, I think... And, like, the more... I'm I'm the person that when I do something dumb at work, especially, I point it out to everyone. I'm like, oh my god, you have to listen to this. I said the most idiotic thing on the radio, <laughs> and then everyone laughs about it, and we move on, and we forget about it. And it's, I think it's, I think the radio thing is coupled with you, and you said it earlier before we got started because we ran a couple of tests, you know, because this is our our first podcast. I've said that a few times. Hey, it's our first this podcast. Is our first everybody. one. First Woo. one. Wait, which one? Um, number one. Hello. Um, the, uh, Brendan said before we got started, I, I hate the sound of my voice. Everybody hates the sound of no, their voice. Yeah, no one likes it. Nobody likes voice. it. So you immediately have anxiety because you're, you think that people hear you the same way you hear you, right? So you hate your voice. So everybody else clearly is going to hate your voice because your voice sucks. Well, and like the reality of it is so funny because... People are so, and I don't mean for this to sound mean, but it's going to sound mean. People are so focused on themselves. They're not focused on the weird, dumb thing that you're saying or how your voice sounds. Like yeah. the people, right. people are not even going to notice. They're not right. even paying attention to it. Nope. So I, I get it. I, I feel the same way about it. I think uh, it, it, they worry about the sound of their voice. And it's funny by us. So we have a specific radio system that is connected to the state that not everybody else has to put out emergency broadcasts. So the everybody always worries about talking on the radio, but then when they have to do that special broadcast on the emergency oh, radio, oh, it's the it's everybody gets nervous about it, and it's hysterical to watch because I know I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, this is a particular radio that only we have. Oh no, right. and it's like. Now it's like, yeah, whatever. I, you know, I'm just going to put this thing out. And if it sounds dumb, it's not my fault. It's what they gave me. So well, we, we have the same thing on our fire ban because we, we dispatch on this fire ban. But then when we have like a larger incident, we have to do sort of a longer, more elaborate dispatch. Uh, okay. And it's like, I'm literally talking to the same people. Why is this making me nervous as opposed to just dispatching on a regular rescue call? Because right. it's, it's the same people. They, they don't care. And yeah, like... I don't know. We all say dumb stuff on the radio constantly. It's, it is what it is. So I think, um, what was I going to say? You said something before, Brendan. It, here's why. You said uh, when you were talking about anxiety and, and how you feel about it and that uh, you know it sounds dumb. It doesn't sound dumb to hear you admit it and talk about it. It doesn't. Well, I, I think, like that. I, I think, no, that. no. What, well, what I'm trying to say is I think... Um, my perception of you, right, is I've not seen it. So when you say it, it's surprising to hear that you experience it. Right. Um, and that means you've been experiencing it and you haven't been saying it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the message, right? Right. Get it, talk. Talk to people. Talk to somebody. Whether it's a therapist, whether it's a coworker, a 
coworker you can trust, if you have a supervisor, an whatever. Assistance program and EAP with your agency, please oh, yeah, I've been utilize that too. it. And that's yeah. another thing because I couldn't with the new SharePoint and all that stuff. Now that we don't have the the internet page anymore, yeah, I don't know where our EAP is. I oh, I've got. I can't find it. I think uh, yeah. I have the number. I'll just give it to you. And I, I meant to I meant to ask Kent about that because we need to post that somewhere. It needs to be easily accessible. Yes. And it, right now it's just not. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But yeah, and I mean, hopefully that, because hearing, hearing someone, because me, I have anxiety. I suffer yeah. from anxiety. Um, and I like didn't know that I did until a few years ago. I like randomly had a panic attack while I was driving. It was the scariest thing of my life. Like it was terrifying. Um, so to hear you talk about some of the experiences you had, and I'm like, I do that. I do that. I do that. So I mean, maybe maybe someone listening will recognize that in themselves and seek out right. help. Hopefully, it's, it's a very new revelation for me. Like it's literally been just a few weeks, and I'm like, oh, I have this, you know? Yeah. And I didn't because when I, it's it's not new that I've had it. I've had it for several years, but I don't know where it started. Like coming up, when like when I was in high school and college, I didn't have it. I was very social. I wasn't afraid to do things. Right. Um, I was a musician, as you all know. I was I was a, a very good musician, uh, and um, you know, as a musician, everything's a contest. You know, well, you, everything's you a have, show. Yeah. yeah. You have You're to be performing the best at what constantly. You're doing, yeah. You know, because you have competition. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's always where my mindset was. You know, I was always in like competition mode, and now, like, you're not. I'm not. I don't have a reason to be. I mean, I somewhat do. I want to be really good at what I do. I want to make sure that my career is intact, regardless of what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. Consolidation, what have you. Who knows what's going to happen. But I think because it's different now, it's new. You know? And right. I'm trying to figure out where it came from. I'm trying to manage it, even though I know that I can't, I guess mm. is what I'm saying. Well, again, it's like... I'm not like... the same person that I was, and I'm trying to figure out where I mean, that happened. It, it right. just... Yeah, and it's. I think it's different for everyone. Like I said, I I suddenly had a panic attack while driving, and it was like I, I had a an experience while driving before in similar conditions where like something bad happened. So that sort of triggered it for me. But also at the same time, like again, we have so much so much is going on right now in the world, and it's not just COVID. It's it's an election year. We have a lot of political stuff going on. There's just a lot of stuff going on in the world in general that our brains are full of all of this right. and there's something to panic about in every yeah. circumstance. Yeah. You know, there's something to something freak out about yeah. and it's like your brain is just full. It's and, unfortunate. And then you go to work and deal with other people's full brains. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> other people like dumping their problems on you. Yeah. I remember like I had gone to the doctor, this was like last spring because I had something called a, uh, what is it called? It's a migraine. It's a specific type of migraine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd never had a migraine in my life. And um, I can't think of what it's called. But It's the everything sucks migraine. Well, so it, it wasn't actually a headache. What happened was I lost vision in one of my eyes very Ooh. suddenly. And I thought I was like having a stroke or an aneurysm. I was like, I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying. Ocular. Right. I'm sorry. It's called an ocular migraine. So when I went to the ER, obviously, they did all the stroke stuff and um, did a CT. And they're like, you're fine. This is what's going on. And I'm like, well, what triggers this? And the doctor went through a few things. And he's like, you know, wine, which I don't drink. Um, aged cheese, which is random. But also, I don't eat a ton of aged cheese. I don't I don't know why. There's something in the fermenting process, I guess, that mm. triggers it. Mm. But he said, well, also, 
he said stress and caffeine. I was like, well, those are my two main food groups. So, like, right. like, like, I, I don't know. Consume both. Those are my yeah. only food And he's like, right. well, you have, you have to avoid those. And I was like, well, I can't avoid stress. My job is literally to be stressed out all the time. And I can't avoid caffeine because I need caffeine to deal with the stress. So. Yeah. But it was like, okay, so, so yeah, so I, I guess I'm just going to have these migraines for the rest of my life. But it was, he's like, well, you know, that's probably what triggered it was. And I'm like, that's interesting that it triggered an internal thing. But at the time I was like, I don't feel stressed other than thinking I was going blind at that moment. Right. But like a lot of us, I think, internalize a lot of this stuff too. Of course. Because we can't outwardly express it at work it's still so then when we're outside of work we also don't outwardly express that we're stressed out or anxious or nervous about something so we internalize all of it and then your body starts doing weird things like you just go blind in one eye randomly and you're like cool this is this is is normal right yeah (laughs) fun side effect (laughs) everybody gets it one way shape or form right i don't i don't have anxiety and i deal with most of the people and stuff I've never felt like you know, a lot of people at their work in what we do remember details about every little thing, right? So, oh, I remember this guy from this call from six months ago. Oh, yeah, I remember that it was this thing. She I'm like, so good I, I know. So good. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, good with like addresses, why? but only, yeah, only specific calls will stick with that me. That stuff yeah. is gone once it, once I've dispatched the call. Yeah. I right there's there's so then, many that yeah that i don't remember even talking like, to this person and it was two days ago right. but like that one call six months ago i know i know oh, yeah, well, yeah. Super traumatic yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah not even be, though some of them aren't super traumatic those, it's just something something triggered something yeah. Sure, yeah correct so the i think uh the traumatic ones sometimes i feel like we feel like they should be traumatic to us right i and some I of could them take aren't. a call. Yeah. No, there are a lot of them aren't. Like, oh, this rollover accident, somebody was flung to the from the vehicle. It's terrible. You know, you feel bad. You don't want that to ever happen to anybody. But I don't go home thinking about well, it. Because like you I never don't even remember it. I think the difference there is that you never developed a relationship with the deceased. Mm. So like if the yes patient no. was DOA and maybe no one on scene knew that person. You never had to deal with anyone's right. emotional you response to, to that. You never True. talked to the patient. You never talked to someone that loved the patient. Yeah. It's different when you're talking to like a witness, an 85 year old lady who just found her husband dead yeah, in their right. bed. And like you're hearing her emotions and trying to calm her down. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, I mean, it, it just depends. Right. I agree. And I think. Or even have someone so, dying on the phone with you. Yes. Right. You know? Yeah, right. exactly. I, I always feel bad for call takers, dispatchers telecommunicators that take those kinds of calls because I know that can happen, but I don't, I've never felt like I've had a couple of calls, probably even more recently that actually made me emotional, you know, literally where I had to walk out of the room because it upset me. Yeah. Um, and it was even harder because we were in the middle of COVID and, uh, we were all separated. So I didn't have my team around me to be there to, you know, be that way. We had to talk over Teams, Microsoft Teams. That's not a plug for Microsoft. Just, Screw just you, Microsoft. Zoom your friend to um, like give you some support. But uh, yeah, right, right, exactly. But I also realized that it does affect me sometimes in different ways. Like it makes me crabby, yep. you know? 
Um, I might be cranky about something and it's not anything in particular. I just know I'm, I'm crabby and you know, I'll look, is it a full moon today? Is it a, nope. It's most of the time there is no moon when I feel that way. So that's interesting. Well, that's yeah. a whole other podcast actually. <laughs> but, um, you know, I realize now that some of that affects me and because I understand it, I know what it is and I just right. have to let it ride and work its, work its way out because I can't pinpoint something specific that's bugging me. It's not like that one call that's sticking mood. with me. Yeah. It's all of the baggage that people dump on you and, you know, being past your norm sometimes <laughs> gets difficult. It's hard being an empath. <clears throat> it is. It is. You know, and you pick it up and I, I would say we're, we're probably all is, that way. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it's really funny. So, and not to, I know we got to wrap this up soon because we don't want people to get bored with our rambling shenanigans. But I pick up more of people's feelings in the room that we're working in Mm -hmm. with the people I'm working with than, and I'm very observant of it. And it's not like I'm leaning outside and watching what everybody's doing. I just feel it. I hear it. Mm -hmm. I sense it in, in the room that we're in. Versus the people on the phone. Like, I, I can that's like an, detached it's from an the people on the phone But so it's much. also, I feel like that is kind of a skill that's specific to our job. Yeah. Because we're used to picking up very, very small signals in someone's tone mm-hmm. or someone's... Sounds. And stuff like you can't see the person. You can't right. look at their face or read their body language like we were right. just saying. But you can pick up on like this doesn't sound right or like right. this person is making this up or they're super upset whatever so yeah i we we get that too we're we're sitting in a room together and like i can tell who's angry i don't know why they're angry but i can tell that their tone or their lack of anything you know all of that stuff you hear it yeah their volume the cadence of their voice yeah Yeah. it's it's really funny um i'm very cognizant of that and that's it's funny because that's what uh our supervisor paul shout out to paul paul or um, he, Maum, he, uh, Paul likes these candies from, I think they're from Germany actually. Are they? Okay. Um, they're called Maum. They're like Starburst, but not quite like Starburst. So he orders this stuff. He's got this weird fascination with England, but, um, <laughs> in Germany and all this stuff. Like, I'm not even kidding. Candy. It's like yeah. random. Yes. And what was cool is. He had ordered Malm before, and they've changed the packaging since because the packaging looked very inappropriate. You'd have these cherries and this orange or this stuff, and they were, I swear, if you looked at them funny, it was inappropriate. But anyway, I <laughs> Norm, digress. Norm can make uh, anything inappropriate. Yes. Uh, of course. Well, yes. that's kind of what we do. This. Yes. That's yeah. true, yeah. Norm's just quicker to vocalize it. <laughs> yes. I'm not afraid to say it. Um yeah, so he, uh, I don't even remember where I was going with that, so who cares? You're talking about, yeah, I'm done with that. I don't care. <laughs> You're talking about your supervisor, like, reading um, people's emotions in the room, or oh, yeah. So he, yeah. he's Thank you, because I have a lot of brain farts like that. So, um, he always said, and he feels like my role as the assistant supervisor is the people, and his role was more the technical aspect like of things. Yes, yeah, so he handles a lot of the technical stuff. He'll do crazy Excel reports for command and that type of stuff because I have no interest in that crap whatsoever. Um, 
So he relies on me to tell him what's kind of going on for that stuff. And then because he's always doing the technical so stuff. So you're gossip I'm girl, fine with that. basically. You're gossip girl. Um, <laughs> I am gossip girl, yes. I've ne- I never watched it, but I know what you're talking that's about. That's a secret. I'll never that. tell. That's... that's uh, and it was a guy, I remember, right? That's how it turned out. <laughs> Isn't it the guy from uh, the show You? Yes. Yes, I thought but it, so. But it doesn't make any sense. We can we can talk about that in a different podcast. Okay. Too. Yeah. I hated the ending of no, the show. No thanks. I don't even want to <laughs> talk about that. I'm never going to watch it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> it's just how I am. I don't care. The uh, So yeah, so I think the big takeaway, we talked about a lot of stuff, but it all kind of ties together in the stresses of COVID, the stresses of our work, it's expounded right now because of everything that's going on, and uh, you gotta you gotta find outlets. It's important. Visit our page, um, yes. Humanize Nine One One. We have so many resources. Yes, for humanizing every the day. headset. Every day. Yes. Humanizing the headset on Facebook. We have a group. Um, it's a private group that you can join if you're you know we, a supporter we don't allow, in public safety that type of thing. We don't allow poop talking or uh, political talking so it's it's really a a safe space for people to come you can ask questions anonymously if you're more comfortable doing that um if you have a resource that you would like us to add to our page our page please message one of us email us for sure um yes we're expanding on our our personal resources in that regard our goal is to have um state-by-state resources, which has proved to be a very difficult task, but we're getting them slowly and surely. So yes. once we have enough to post, we'll go ahead and do that. Because we, right. have, we have national listings. But if people want to see somebody, we think it's easier for them to find somebody that's local to them or mm-hmm. sort of narrow down their search. So or at least get them there. So if you have any resources in your state, especially when it comes to mental health um, or other resources that you think might be handy... You know, please provide them to us. Please provide us a name, a number, something we can reach out to them. Right. Um, you know, people are overwhelmed with work. So, you know, when it seems like people aren't responding, it could be that they're just overwhelmed in, in replying to our requests. Right. It's, yeah. It's and not plus, if your resource uh, caters to first responders or has worked with first responders, because I, I know that everyone who's in the profession of mental health has, you know, is very good at what they do, but I think that there's something to be said for those that work specifically with a group of people that they get them yes. right. more and understand them more. Yeah, because we are a bunch of unicorns. We yeah, are. we are. We yeah. definitely are. With broken horns. So yeah, I mean, I guess end of the day, this this has been difficult for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It has changed sure. how we work, how our home lives are. Um, it's changed a lot of things, but yeah. we're all... It sounds so corny, but we're all going through it sort of together, mm-hmm. but separately. Right. So, yeah, talk to each other. Use your employee assistance yes. program if you have it, please. Those are such good resources. And stay active. Yes. No matter what it is, stay active. Um, whether you're doing art or you're going outside and jogging or, you know, whatever it is, stay active. Keep your mind active doing things because if you have time to sit around and just think about this stuff, it gets worse. You don't have time to do that. Yeah, right? leave, you know? leave your neighbors alone. Don't be angry right. if they're. <laughs> I don't. I don't care if you mess with your neighbors. Party. Just don't do it in my jurisdiction. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good segue for our yoga too. We're introducing yoga very soon. I actually have our final meeting with our people who are going to be Yay. presenting. Yay! So, yes. And then we'll we'll have a YouTube channel going live soon as well. Uh, so subscribe to that. 
Uh, it's just humanized 911 like everything else that we have. Yes. Um, that's where they'll be housed. We'll release them new ones every week as part of our Wellness Wednesday initiative. So just another thing that we're trying to bring to everyone to stay involved and stay healthy. Yeah. yeah. That's Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. All right. This was Thank fun. you. Thank you. Fun. Thanks for listening. Awesome. Good time. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.